Now let's join Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media as we explore the inspirational worlds of music, media, and more. Okay, I've been there. I've been in a Chinese restaurant on Christmas. Welcome to Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And today I just wanted to mention I have my co-host with me that does my Friday shows and we do special shows, uh, Spencer Drake with me, as well as Jeremy from Jeremy and the Harlequins. That is um, a newest 
um, digital release, and I'm going to let Jeremy tell everybody a little bit about how that's going to be released, but that's for the holidays. And um, I wanted to say welcome, welcome back. We feel good to be back. Um, we took a little bit of time off, as you know. I'm in Sonoma, so we had a little bit of uh, uh, elemental um, challenges here. And uh, I'm just certainly glad to be back um, on the air with my co-host and uh, my special guest. So um, with that, let's bring everybody on. And I'm trying to think if there was anything. Oh, I wanted to say um, yesterday was my co-host's birthday. So if anybody wants to call in and wish Spencer Drake a happy birthday, or talk to Jeremy, the number is 347-677-1036. And um, let's see, what else? This show will be available afterwards on iTunes and also on Blog Talk Radio as a podcast. And with that, let me bring Spencer, the birthday boy, in. And I'm, I'm and there, Jeremy, you're there. Yay, hey, I'm here. we're all here. Okay. Thank you, yeah, Holly. Yeah. That was very nice of you. Uh, well, yeah. you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Happy birthday, Spencer. Share. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday was the man's birthday, so awesome. there you go. What a great way to start the Christmas season. You know, I'm, like, really into it now, you know. I mean, I know Thanksgiving hasn't even rolled around yet, but what a great way to start and you know what? You can play this music during Thanksgiving because um, we're going to be ending with another song that's really cool that you did. So, Jeremy, why don't you tell our listeners really quickly um, a little bit about yourself and uh, Jeremy and the Harlequins and the website, and uh, then we'll go into your newest Christmas releases that you're going sure, to be doing digitally, you. everyone, and a video to follow, I've been told. Yeah. So yeah. if you don't know me, I'm Jeremy with Jeremy and the Harlequins. We're out of New York. Um, so we put out our third full length about uh, a year and a half ago, I believe. I think mm-hmm. it was 2018 um, on Rock Records. And since then, we've just been touring a lot. We were on the road a lot in 2018 and 19. Uh, in 2018, we are out on the road with Chuck Prophet, and we are out with Electric Six. We did some yeah. in the U.K., and since nice. then, since then we've just been writing um, the next record, and and I think about maybe maybe back in March, the the president of Yep Rock Records was was asking us um, if we'd be interested in recording a couple of songs for a Christmas Christmas release, and it was oh, nice. kind of funny because even great. like with that song with a Chinese restaurant on Christmas, we kind of had the idea for it about a year ago. Uh, Craig, uh, our guitar player, and, and I were at, we were both single and lonely on Christmas. And uh, so we went to a Chinese restaurant. And I was like, and, and it took forever for us to get a table. I've been kind of honoring that tradition. Oh, it's, for it's a big thing. Yeah. It's a big oh, yeah, thing. Yeah. I do I it. Mean, I, yeah. I mean, I've known about yeah. it forever. And I was kind of had my heart set on doing it on Christmas. Um, but I mean, yeah, every restaurant in New York is packed. I mean, and I oh, know yeah. it's not just a New York thing. But right. um, after that, I was kind of like, "That's that's the Christmas song." And then a few months later, uh, Glenn oh, over at cool. Yep Rock was like, "Hey, would you guys want to write a Christmas song?" I'm like, "I already have the idea for it." Um, 
So it was kind of like just making that happen. Uh, and then we, we, you know, we're going to play another song on the show in a little bit. Um, but both songs are coming out on Yep Rock. Um, a Chinese Restaurant on Christmas goes um, live digitally tomorrow. Um, oh, great. You can download it and stream it on everything from Apple Music to Spotify, uh, YouTube, whatever, whatever people are doing to listen to music digitally. Oh, so we're premiering. Second... We're premiering oh, yeah. the song today. Oh, yeah, really. oh wow. Yeah, I'm honored. Yeah. We are honored that we're able to play, <laughs> play it first. Yeah. Who got it first? There we go. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, and thank you, are you for there? doing that. Oh. Yeah. No, oh. absolutely. Great song. I'm here. Thank you. Are you there? I'm here. Okay. Spencer? Yeah, I'm here home. Okay, I just wasn't sure if anybody could hear us. So, Okay, so on the second song, I'm just going to tell them it's White Christmas. It's a beautiful rendition. I love it. Really cool. Thank you. And uh, what made you choose that song to do? Um, I think it was just like one of like, you know, there's a lot of Christmas songs to choose from. We didn't want anything that sounded like uh, like a Christmas rock and roll song. Um, mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. we thought we would kind of make it that. We didn't want it to sound like something that had already been done. We wanted to take something uh, and flip it into our world. So anything that was like a, like everyone was kind of thinking like Jingle Bell Rock or, or some of the like Beatles Christmas tunes, we kind of thought like, well, I don't know if we're going to do them too much differently than the way they're already being done. Um, so we did mm-hmm. White Christmas because it, one, it's like a song that I, I think I, I read somewhere after we recorded it that it's the biggest song, if not the big, uh, definitely the biggest Christmas song. Um, and I think maybe like maybe the biggest song. And we just thought it was like a, a, a Christmas classic, you know. Well, that well knows. Jeremy, let me cut in here. Bing Crosby made it a smash hit in the 40s. Right. So that became, right. it was really, it was a huge seller, mass, major seller. From the movie. It did yeah, a movie. Yeah, and I so that was, that yeah. was the start of it. That was really the start of it, you know. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So That's we, cool yeah, we thought that you chose it. Was like, it was like a classic that everyone knows, everyone's heard a million times, and, and you'll hear it when, when you play it. It's, you know, we we switched it. It doesn't sound like the Bing Crosby version or anything like that or any right, previous right. version. So that was kind of our, our whole thing. And and we've done a few different covers, you know, not Christmas songs, but different covers over the past couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. Some recorded. And kind of like our, our biggest thing when we do that is we don't want it to sound like the original or the most popular version. We want it to be able to, like, do something different with it or else what's the point of us doing it? Um, so that's why we right. chose White Christmas. Right. That was awesome. Yeah, now, you know, the... Yeah, no. Now, we have had you on before, Spencer and I both have, and we were talking with you about um, your follow-up um, to Into the Night and also mm-hmm. American Dreamer, um, mm-hmm. and that was your third album in three years, saying um, that I believe that was what was written. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you guys have been doing, like, um since then you said you've been you did the christmas music and now are you working on a new album that's going to be released in the beginning of the year or next year sometime 
So, yeah, so um, our last record that came out, we put out Remember This, mm-hmm. that came out, I think I was on your show right after we put it out or right before, yeah. or something like that. Um, uh-huh. So that w- that came out in the U.S., it came out in 2018 in August, and then we put it out in the U.K. Um, in March of 2019. Uh, and mm-hmm. basically right right out the gate, like, the, we were, I think, like, the, the week it came out, we were on tour with Chuck Prophet. Um, and then we were on tour that fall with Electric Six, um, and then we did some New York shows, and then we started writing our, we've, we've been basically writing our next record, um, in March, we were in the UK, uh, and, and we've also recorded a few other things that I, I know are going to be coming out. We already have a new single that's going to come out early next year. We have something pretty cool that's going to come out as a seven inch, I believe for record store day. I can't announce what it is. Ooh, but nice. Two, two oh, cover great. songs. There you go, Spencer. Um, Here we go. Yeah. Right home. <laughs> That's really cool. Uh, so, so Record Store Day. Yeah. yeah. We do a lot of shows then, on Record Store Day. Yeah. We do we, shows yeah. for Record Store Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. I love it. Yeah. Um, but, but pretty much we've just been writing and, and playing some shows. We're going to Nashville next week to do some shows. Oh, um, we have good. something in, nice. in New York before the end of yeah. the year that's just kind of getting finalized. And then, um, yeah, mm-hmm. she's been writing. Um, we feel pretty good. I think we're going to go in the studio early next year and oh, cool. do the next record. So Great. usually that means it'll come out probably towards the end of 2020 is mm-hmm. is our goal for the next record. And we're really stoked. We have, like, a ton of songs for it. Um, good. Oh, nice. So, yep. Yeah. Now I have a question. You said you were touring with Chuck Prophet. Now, did you do the tour with Chuck Prophet when he was out here in Sonoma when he played in um, Marin County? No, down we there. We didn't go west coast. You didn't do that we one. Did Midwest. We did the south. We did the east coast, mm-hmm. um, but we didn't do the west coast with him. Um, well, so you got to come out here. Yeah, yeah. Your tell me about sound it. would be perfect for out here. We would love to have you out here. There's a lot of really great venues, wine, a lot of really great things. Oh, yeah, no, there's a lot of really great things coming up, especially for the holidays and stuff like that. Um, and also now with um, a lot of the people that are getting together and doing, again, Unfortunately, two years later, we're doing um, more benefits for the fire. I mean, not unfortunately that we're doing it for the people, but unfortunately we had fires again for two years later. For After the last two years that we had them, we're doing a lot of benefits out here, and there are a lot of people that are coming out that are going to be doing some really cool benefits out here in the city, um, in San Francisco, you know, um, also in Sonoma, Napa, you know, the whole area out here. Now, what about New York? When is your next New York gig? Or do you um, have anything coming up? I think, I think I can announce. I think we're going to be playing on the 21st of December. It's not totally confirmed, so I don't want to tell everyone, but I believe it's the 21st. And it's kind of in conjunction with the Christmas release that we're doing. We oh, nice. Like, yeah. I feel like we always do a show right before Christmas or right in between Christmas and New Year's. Um, and it's a cool time in the city. I feel like um, there's a lot of energy 
in New York yeah, right Jeremy, now. Uh, uh, you Jeremy, know? get in touch with me when you do that. You know, when of course. Yeah. But, but, you know, I just want to tell people out there that Jeremy periodically appears in different, uh, how would I going to word this, different venues like Bowery Electric. There are different types of shows. and Right, Jeremy? And you come in and appear, you know, at different Yeah, things. yeah, I'm an enigma. <laughs> Um, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you just show up, huh? <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, I love that. Yeah. That's like that's like the other night I was somewhere and uh they uh-huh. said, Oh, we have a special guest in the audience and it was um uh you know, lo- we have a lot of local people. We have um a lot of people from different bands living here, especially A C D C and Metallica and a lot of different people, but it was so funny because People just walk up on stage, start playing, and they don't—they're just there for the moment, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's so cool. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Around the time we even started, Jeremy and the Harlequins, I started getting asked. Um, a lot of the promoters in New York, and I think this—it's a pretty cool thing that that New York has because of of its long mm-hmm. and really cool music history, especially rock and roll and and American music history. So seems like a lot of venues have different tribute nights or things like that. And, and it's not like in other cities where it's like just the local band doing a tribute night. It's usually, I mean, like the last one I saw was like Bob Burt from Sonic Youth on drums. And then you have oh, nice. you know, Tom Ira Delran was playing guitar mm-hmm. at the right. Tramps tribute. And there's a New York Dolls one I sang at where it was like David Johansson comes up and sings a song. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, you never know who's going to kind of um, come up and sing and play in the band, which is pretty cool. And, I, you know, if I'm in town, I, I love being a part of them um, just because it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, Oh, that's it's, fun. It's, I, I would probably be at it anyway, even if I wasn't going to sing a song at it. But it definitely <laughs> is, is. But they saw you and they knew there. and they wanted you. They saw you in the audience and they wanted you there. Yeah. So that's, right. <laughs> that's what happens. Um, you know, I think I asked this the last time that Spencer and I did a show with you, but how did you get your name, Jeremy and the Harlequins? Harlequins, um, I should say. Harlequin. Um, how did it, it, you know, it's, it's interesting. How did it come there's up? A, how did it come mm-hmm. up? So there's a, a trilogy of books. It's called the Fourth Realm Trilogy. Um, it's kind of like this, uh-huh. like like esoteric science fiction. Um, and I was living in Los Angeles at the time and I was kind of depressed actually. And there was a bookstore right across the street from where I was living. I was living in downtown and, uh, and the the woman owner of the bookstore, she's like, you should check out this book. And anyway, in the book, the, the heroes of, of the like novel series are called the Harlequins. Um, and right then and there, I, w- I wasn't even like thinking of this band. I was doing a different band at the time. Um, I was like, if I ever started another band, they're going to be called Jeremy and the Harlequins. Um, oh, how that's, cool! That's when it happened, and then a couple of years years later, um, there I was starting a new band, and I already knew the name. And it, it, it also, I feel like, I don't know, like musically, it just sounded like the right name for this band. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of the story with it. Um, how did you, uh, Jeremy? How did you all meet? How did the band members meet all of you? Um, so Steve, Stevie on the drums. That's my brother. Uh, we've been playing in bands 
I mean, we started playing together, I, I think I was 12 and he was 9 when we started playing uh, music together. And then, <laughs> and so great. It's, it's been a while. Um, mm-hmm. But so there's that. And then we started a band when we were still living in Ohio where we grew up called We Are the Fury. And we toured mm-hmm. a ton. We were on a, like a subsidiary imprint of Warner, um, which was like by the independent label group. Um, and we were on tour for for about four years straight, it seemed. Put out like an album and an EP, and we were working on another album uh, that didn't come out. Um, but, you know, that's how we met a lot of musicians. And one of the tours that we were on was with a band called Head Automatica, who were on Warner Brothers, and Craig was their guitar player, and we kind of like hit it off. We had the same kind of music taste. Like, it was kind of a, a weird time. This is like mid 2000s where there was a lot more bands in pop popular music than there are now um, in rock bands. But in that, you had like a, a variety of influences and tastes. And I think Craig and I had very similar musical tastes. Um, so when We Are the Fury ended and Had Automatica kind of ended, we got together and started making music. So it was kind of the three of us. Um, yeah. That started the Harlequins. Um, mm-hmm. Long wise, I had been writing songs like when we did our first record, American Dreamer. I had pretty much, I don't know, all the songs written. So when we did that record, it was literally like a week before we went in the studio. We just worked out the song. So it's like kind of in one sense it happened very fast. Um, in another sense, it was like about eight years in the process because I just this mm-hmm. bulk of material. Um, so, right. so it was it was it was kind of awesome to do because I felt like I had this huge amount of material that I had been so frustrated with because I couldn't get it to sound how I wanted it to sound and I couldn't get it recorded. And then it was like once once we did that, it felt like the gates kind of opened up a little bit, and um, we've been doing doing that since. That's awesome. That's yep. really cool. You know, what I wanted to ask you about, um, what other things do you guys do besides, meaning what other activities and and, and interests do you have besides just the music? Because I know that you have something that I didn't even know you had until today. So you want to talk a little bit about that? Of course, yeah. So What you and your brother are doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have a, a candle okay. soap and solid cologne company uh called Fury Brothers. And we started it in the summer of two thousand fifteen, which is pretty soon after we were put out American Dreamer. And one of the things like that that's kinda cool about even though the music industry is like in this transformative period is um like we've been fortunate to get some like commercial licenses for music and and TV and film and stuff like that. So, so we got a few songs in commercials and with some, and this is before we were on a label too. Um, the first mm-hmm. year we got some money and like I kind of traveled and just lived off of it. And then the second time it kind of happened, I was like, I want to do something with this. Um, and my brother kind of has a background in culinary stuff, so he knows how to cook and he knows how to make. That's right. We talked about that. Um, right. 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 He was in France, so, right? Yeah. He lives in France. Yeah, that's so right. Like I remember kind of the like, story. Yeah. Yeah. 
So he has this like. I remember he's, he's, that. He's kind of trained to like temper chocolate, and he also has this like insane oh, wow. wine knowledge. So. Um, it was also we would be on tour and we would buy like candles at at different like boutiques and and farmers markets and flea markets and stuff like that. And one day he was like, you yeah. know, I could make these. Um, so he started making them, and then I was like, well, if we do it like as a business, like let me see what I can design. And I, I'm kind of into like a lot of um, different early '50s, '60s graphic design. Um, yeah, so we kind of first had the idea to do like candles in in motor oil inspired um, mm. candle tins, which I guess wow. weren't even candle tins. Just like we wanted. No, they're great. Like no, the containers are great. Thank yep. you. Um, so we yep. started that, and and soon after that, we did another candle line, and we just launched another one that's like based on tiki cocktails. Um, and you can mm-hmm. get them on uh, Fury Bros, F-U-R-Y-B-R-O-S dot com, or you can get them on Amazon. We also mm-hmm. sell to about 200 stores now worldwide. Um, you can get them in China. You can get them in Taiwan, in France, um, in Iceland. Um, and they're over. soy-based, guys. They're, they're soy-based. Soy yeah. That's cool. Yep. You know, I love soy-based candles. Now, you're talking to, besides cooking, I'm a candle freak, too. I have so many candles. And hands down, Loom has to be one of my favorite candle companies, and I have to give a Mm -hmm. shout-out to them because they make amazing candles. And uh, not that there aren't any others, but, I, you know, I've yet to experience your candles. But, you know, what's really cool is with the soy, if you're a massage therapist and you're putting a, so I have a soy candle in your room. You can actually yeah. put your hands in the in the oils and rub your hands together and use that on the body for massage. Wow. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And uh I try to explain that to other people and they don't get it. But then when you play with it and you've got it at home like just like a person that's burning it in their kitchen or holiday dinner or whatever you put your little fingers in there and rub your hands together and there it's so nice it's got oh, like nice. a really good feeling yeah absolutely so have you done anything like with them musically have you decided have you thought about doing maybe a music line of them um yeah well that'd be cool we have been doing we have yeah. sold them at our shows we actually one of the one of the candles is called a harlequin candle Um, and then, uh, what else did we do? We started doing some like co-branded partnerships with, with different artists. Um, and, Mm -hmm. and also with some, uh, cool like stores we do. Um, I don't know if you're, if you watch, uh, the show, um, American Pickers on the, uh, history Uh channel, we actually make the candles for their store. So when you go into their shop, you can get a Fury Brothers antique archaeology, candle which is like so we nice. co-designed the label and we with the fragrance there are fragrances and we've been uh we've been doing them with them for i think about a year and a half maybe two years now um and like if we're in nashville we're going to their store and like the last time we were we we went into their store they took us to showed us like kind of the back room and we got to see like they had all this cool these like vintage motorcycle jackets like that styles i've never seen before um from like the 40s and 50s um so yeah it was one of the 
cool experiences uh, that I guess we get to see behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, we're, we're always looking for like new artists and, and new ways of, of just making candles and making products for, for people. It was yeah, kind of a, no. uh, and, I mean, another way of like, another reason I guess that we started it was like most of most of my friends uh, at the time who were musicians were like in New York it's so expensive to live everyone has like a side gig or another job so that way they can Mm -hmm. play music Um, and I felt like everyone was a bartender or a waiter and it's kind of difficult sometimes because if you're scheduled to work and you get a tour you, you get a show a lot of times it's like you lose the job, um, which is how you pay your rent. So it felt like a lot of people were having to choose between, you know, living their dream uh, and playing music or being a waiter or a bartender. And I guess I didn't really want that. So I, I think part of the reason was we wanted to do something that was kind of independent of, of you know, not having to rely on uh, someone as a boss to, you know, fire you if you have a tour come up. Um, it's your own gig. Yeah. No, exactly. It's your own thing. Yeah. And it, and it's, and it's something that's kind of cool. I have one more question before we switch back to the music um, on the fragrance end, uh where are you sourcing most of your fragrances that you're using? So, so we in the, in the candle oils. Yeah. They're all mm-hmm. natural fragrances. We, Cause we I'm into that. Our oils. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we get our oils from a, a variety of places. Um, like on our premium series, we're getting oils from about six, six different manufacturers and we would bring them all to, this is when we first started, we were only working out of our apartment. Um, mm-hmm. and we were just like, how cool is that? I remember my brother would just like make, like take one fragrance and mix it with another and then what we did from there, once we got the one that we liked, is we went to a fragrance manufacturer, and they kind of replicate the fragrance that we created. Yeah, what what you wanted. Um, yeah, so that's yeah, no, that's went, cool. Yeah, everything. I all play with oils. Yeah. yeah, I play with oils awesome. all the time, and my favorite right now is vanilla, vanilla bean with patchouli, and a tiny little bit of orange. Oh, you just good. have to get the orange the right way. And I know you probably, yeah. um, you know, go a little bit with a lot of different fragrances. But, you know, especially now with the holidays and stuff, everybody's going, you know, cinnamon and this and that. But I think, you know, the spicy, like the chai candles now lately are really cool, the way that they're mixing up the chais. But um, yeah. congratulations a, on uh, that. Oh, thank you. We actually did a uh, a candle for a coffee shop in New York, and the the fragrance okay. that we found was like um, it was almost like a more of a chai fragrance than coffee. Uh-huh. It kind of has yeah, a few coffee it. notes, but but yeah, nice. I, I mean, especially this time of year, it's this is our busiest and coffee, time for coffee with yeah. chocolate. Oh my god, yeah. that is like the cho- chocolate candles. Have you ever burned a chocolate candle, Spencer? A chocolate candle, well, if you I get the never, right kind, it's insane. That's, that's insane. Be wow. Before they started making all these different fancy, uh, you know, candles, um, and my background is um, a Jeremy, just so you know, I have a degree in pharmacology, so 
I worked with um, Aveda. I worked with a lot of different companies and learned how to distill oils and stuff. So for me, I got a pure chocolate oil, and I was putting it on little pads, you know, those little aroma, aroma balls that you could do. And my yeah. whole house smelled like chocolate. It was crazy. But wow. it was just such a great, it was just such a great smell. Yeah, invokes so many memories. But oh, nice. getting back to your music, I'm sorry. I yeah. just like was really, <laughs> I was so surprised today when you told me about that and then sent that over to me. I was like, whoa, this is so cool, you know, yeah, because you. Um, it is. It's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful presentation, too, and I'll send it on over to you, Spencer. You'll really, you'll really yeah, love it. Yeah, but um, with the Christmas music, were there any other Christmas songs that you're going to – are you going to do any of this Christmas stuff live besides the one that you're talking about on the 21st? Are you uh, going to do I, any, like, little I mean, show we're up? definitely not going to do it in the middle of the summer. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're probably going to do it on the – can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, and on the 21st, we're going to do at least one of the songs. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, you know, we're, we're not going to do it outside of the Christmas season. I don't, I don't know if it makes sense. Plus we have so much, much other, uh, new music coming out that, uh, yeah. you know, right now, usually our sets are about 50 to 50 minutes to an hour long. So we just want to, we want to play the songs that, um, we always want to play a couple of new tunes and then we want to play songs that people want to hear people who, you know, have our records. So. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. on the 21st, I'm pretty sure we're going to be doing one of these Christmas songs. And that'll be season, cool. You know? Yeah. And the video that's coming out, what's the video, which song is the video on? Uh, it's for a Chinese which... restaurant on Christmas. Oh, cool. oh, you're kidding. Oh, how cool. That'll yeah. be great, huh, Spencer? Yeah, that sounds cool. Spencer, really you there? Cool. Okay, cool. Well, I know I know Spencer's going somewhere tonight. You want to talk a little bit about that, Spencer? Yeah, I, I, it's Where part of going? my life, actually. It's, it's a very bizarre thing. So I just friended Ethan Russell, this great photographer that's part of Morrison, and um, it was about, about a month ago. And the story with Ethan was that I worked on, co-designed the trade ads for the Imagine album with John Lennon and Alan Steckler at Apple Records when the album mm-hmm. came out. And I met John and Yoko. They were, were in a townhouse in Westville. It was that whole thing. But anyway, long story short is when we were working on the uh, the trade ad, the photo came in, and it was an Ethan Russell photograph. And it's John, it's classic, John sitting at the piano with, uh, with headphones, and he's in the what they call the white room. If you see a documentary mm-hmm. on John York, you'll see the white room. And Ethan made this incredible shot, and then we put a line of type on the bottom of the ad, very tasteful, just one line to let the photograph just be by itself. So anyway, ironically, here he is. I get an email this week, Holly. He's going to be at the Morrison on tonight. So oh, great. Oh, this is a cla- yeah, so you know, this is a me thing. This is a me thing. And he probably so doesn't know. So you're going. That's so cool. He didn't know I was designing the John Lennon. I don't think he even knew I was designing the trade ad. Oh, you that's know great. So that'll yeah, be so like a little like reunion huge, of sorts. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of a big thing. And he did. You know, if you search his work, it's phenomenal. I mean, he's done the great John and Yoko shots like Bob Gruen. I mean, really great stuff for them. But yeah. he's 
done other great celebrities and musicians, and he's outstanding. He's a very iconic photographer, part of the Morrison Hotel chain. But that's the story for tonight. And and it's tonight at uh, it's actually open. You anybody can go. It's a one sixteen Prince Street from six to eight tonight. All like cool. Later, big deal. But yeah, it's, it's and Jeremy, a, uh, you're you're doing something else tonight, right? You're going. Yeah, off. no, is I that, would love that. Yeah, yeah, sounds amazing. Else, yeah. 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 Um, and anyone um, listening should go. I, yeah, no, that's that's so cool. <laughs> Holly, that's why you know, normally you have if Holly was in New York. Jeremy, if Holly was in New York, she'd uh, everything. I really feel Jeremy, I'd be Holly everywhere. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's coming out this way though. It's really crazy. People from the East Coast are moving out here and opening things. And you know, yeah, I've got, I've correct. got, we've got, we've got a lot of music studios on vineyards, which are really cool. That's why Jeremy, it would be so cool to come out here and record yeah, on a vineyard. Yeah. Oh yeah, my I mean, god! I don't know if we'll get much recording done, but we'll have a good time. Oh <laughs> no, it's beautiful. It's, aw- it's like nice. imagine like your studio is right at the top of like where all the vineyards go down, where you see all the vines going down the hills, and you've got sheep and goats and cows roaming around oh, nice. because they they nice. graze yeah they graze and um it's just it's gorgeous and then you've got your studio full-on studio you've got your back line you've got everything there nice. that you need yeah. Yeah. yeah the doobie brothers have a really fantastic studio up the street at br cone winery um mm-hmm. and then oh. there's a couple other really fantastic studios but yeah, Jeremy, you got to get back in the studio, man. You got to get in there and yeah. get a new one out, which we're really yeah, looking definitely. for. And awesome. these songs yeah, are definitely. fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're Well, really what great I wanted to say, no, and we're gonna listen to, we're gonna end our show today with um, that one song. But um, what I wanted to say, I know there was something else I wanted to ask you. Um, in regards to like you and your brother doing music and stuff, do you, who does most of the writing? Um, I do most of the writing, um, but mm-hmm. like my brother usually comes in. It's it's kind of funny. Like I'll have to like kind of kick him out of, of my room when I'm writing sometimes because there's a mm-hmm. certain point I feel like I need to get the song to before I'm ready for some like changes or criticism. Because if it's too early, then I'll feel like you know, maybe the song's not worth writing. Um, but usually once I'm almost done with it, he'll come in and be like, you don't need that part. Let's switch that. Um, what if we what if we uh, switch this lyric for, for this other one? Um, and it really changes things. Uh, that's like, I mean, he plays drums, but he's, he's kind of like a chef would be in the kitchen with a bunch of... Oh, no, I get it. He knows, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. He, knows, he knows like which things we don't need, like the flavor is really good, so why are we adding this other flavor to it? Um, he's almost like mm-hmm. kind of a producer like that. And then, then like the other guys in the band contribute, like Craig really contributes like style and like like the song with a different band would be a totally different song. So it's like if I were to mm-hmm. just be alone and playing it on an acoustic, it would sound like one thing. Uh, when I bring it to the band, it really like takes life um, and becomes the sound of the band. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I mean, it's like you, you kind of need both. Um, like it, uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I write the songs, but 
they're not Jeremy and the Harlequin song. You, so you know what's interesting, Jeremy, is you have a, I, I wanted to mention this to Holly. Uh, she's never seen you play, but I, I've seen you play. You, you open up for Zach Starkey at a major showcase that I first saw you uh, years ago. But I noticed that your style on the stage, your dress wear is really good. In other words, a lot of bands... The styling, yeah. Yeah, you know how... So he's got... Right, mm-hmm. Jeremy, you get the styling together, right, for the band? Yeah, I mean, that's... That I would say is partially me, but it's also Craig. I mean, that's like his style is a big thing that he's able to contribute a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think that's you look at all the great bands in in rock and roll history, and I think like even the ones who, you know, even the grunge era, there was a look to it. Like it was, yeah, you have to like whatever. Totally, it is, like you don't, yeah. You don't want. You don't want like someone who looks like they're in Kiss in Nirvana. It doesn't work. It's like <laughs> right, right. Um, no. It's just, like you, you don't want a hodgepodge. It just has to look like what it, what you feel like it sounds like and feels. But, but like. what makes it interesting is you guys do it. Where you know I've worked with so many great you know rock and roll or punk bands and and a lot of them have to get people to style them. I mean Joan Jett. She, I, I'm just giving you one example. Bon, John yeah. Bon Jovi, they had to have a stylist. In other words, they couldn't even think that way. So they had to have yeah. somebody hired to do it or, or do their styling. But I, I'm thinking that you guys do it by yourself. See, that's different. You guys do it by that's yourself. Not different. every band's like that, see? You know, I think that's a product of a, of an era. And, and uh, you know, I mean, I remember with my old band, we kind of needed some help. I And I, I wonder, like, if if everyone in Bon Jovi needed help or just like, sometimes I feel like, especially being a singer, it's like they'll listen to someone else sometimes before they'll listen to me. Um, but you know what? So I'll, I'll, tell you, John, I'll tell you that just John, not Joan. I'll just tell you the John story and make it short. John, yeah. the first album went gold. It was a monster. He went on tour, but his dress wear was terrible. The styling was horrible, but he'd always walk in the office with Judith and I and said he was really into Van Halen. See, that was a big thing. And I'm saying, he's always talking about, did you see the jump video? He was always talking about Van Halen. And I said, what is he doing about this thing? Well, you know what it was all about? The next album, he hires Van Halen stylist, see? He hired Van Halen stylist, which started his whole... That's funny. Right, right, how So that's that his whole funny. in styling, see? But he had no idea how to style. The band had no... They really didn't in the in the first album, which is really amazing. But after that, forget about it. If you see them, they really look good on the stage. That reminds me. Yeah. That reminds me of the Fred, Freddie Mercury story, where mm. the girl at the store that worked at the store gave him the coat with the fur, and she thought it looked really good on him, <laughs> and, he, and and he wore it. Did you see that movie, Jeremy? The, Queen, the uh, no, Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, Oh it's, man! It's like Queen you is one of my that. favorite bands. I I gotta see it. Oh uh, uh, well, you are missing out on Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, okay. You gotta see that movie. Hey, listen, oh, I great got movie. Thing, Holly, I I, I get, Holly, I got the same thing. I haven't seen the movie yet, and I should see it. I heard it's great. what? Yeah, I know. You I keep seen it. telling me you're gonna watch it. You've got it. I'm gonna watch it. I get carried yeah, away. I don't know. I just forget. You. I oh, I know. Man. You're right. I mean, you should see it. It's supposed to be fantastic, right? <laughs> You told me that too. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Well, you know, I'm just waiting for the ne- the last Star Wars movie to come out, and then then I can just say I can <laughs> run away and hide, you know. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's that's going to be a very sad day, a very sad day indeed, but whatever. It's all it, good. You know, the Star Wars series seems like it goes on forever, how, you know? It, yeah, it, well, it's ending, but they're going to make a spin-off series, I heard. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, what I heard. I would imagine. Yeah, you know what? I would think that. That's what I wanted to ask Jeremy. Jeremy, what about TV? Like you said, you had some stuff that you got. You did some music for some commercials, right? Yeah, well, most recently, I don't know if you, if, if you I think radio and television, um, we redid uh-huh. the jingle for Miller High Life, which is kind oh, of really? interesting. Oh, nice. So, That's yeah, really so it's cool. on television and and i know it's on digital and radio um i think it came out in april um but yeah we had been working on it like getting it to happen uh since like november and it kept going back and forth and we we probably did like a half dozen dozen versions of it um until they found the one that they liked Hey, so um, listen, it's, it's I have of... to, I, I'm sorry to cut in, but I have oh, to yeah. leave now. But I want to tell you, Jeremy, it's a great song. We love having you on. You know, Holly and I, of course, you're a very creative musician, one of my favorites. And uh, and we'll be in touch, of course. And um, I just want to make one uh, latest announcement, Holly. I'm going to see um, Robert Gordon, who's on our show with uh, Chris Spedding. And right, Tommy love Preston Robert. Sunday night, mm-hmm. Sunday night at the Iridium. Okay. It's going to be an incredible show. And Have anyway, fun. Uh, wish you guys the best rock and roll, and I'll see you, Holly, soon. And Jeremy, take care, and okay. I'll see you soon, okay? You too, take Say care. Say happy birthday. Okay. Bye, Spencer. Bye. Bye, guys. He's, he's, yeah. Bye. Have, be safe tonight. He's so funny. He had to mm. run. He wanted to get to the gallery in time, right? And I'm going to let you go soon, too, because I know you have to be somewhere by 630. Um. So we've got White Christmas that we're going to end with, and you explained why you did that one. That one's really cool. Um, And I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here today. It was just, like, lovely talking with you about, you know, the different things that you are doing besides just music. It's like you have a creative outlet, you know. So that's your emotional outlet as well. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, absolutely. And so for everyone out there listening, I will be back on the air tomorrow. Um, And then we come into Friday. Please don't drink and drive and have a beautiful weekend. But um, if you can tune in tomorrow, great. And today's show, again, if you tuned in late, was Jeremy and the Harlequins. And you can get that on iTunes. And you can get that Uh, as a podcast on Red Velvet Media. Yeah. Yeah, starting you tomorrow, you're going to be able to. Oh, starting tomorrow, uh, you're going to be able to download a Chinese restaurant in Christmas, and then this next tune, White Christmas, is going to come out in December. Oh, how cool! Okay, all right. So tomorrow, guys, so we're we're one one day ahead of the game here, and with that, we're going to end with White Christmas. And thank you so much for being here, Jeremy. And um, I'll catch up with you tomorrow in regards to our other. Um, thing that we're talking about. Okay? Sounds good. All right. Take care. Thank you. All right. Here you guys go. Have a safe night. Okay. Bye. Bye, guys. (laughs) 